This is Unis on Opas, a fan podcast where we talk about all our favorite Korean drama things, most especially the <laughs> leading men, aka RK drama boyfriends, aka Opas. And we are your metaphorical Unis. I'm Susie. And I am Lynn. Susie, I really don't know the answer this time. What are you watching nowadays? <laughs> What am I watching? I'm watching many things as always, um, but primarily I'm watching, I'm trying to finish uh, Lawless Lawyer. Oh, that's been a while for you. <clears throat> it's been because I haven't really, it's not one that I'm, oh, I need to keep watching anxiously in yeah. any way, shape or fashion. <laughs> <laughs> It is very mid so far. I've just finished episode 12 this morning. And yeah, it's, you know, we'll see. I'll say more when I'm I'm done with it, but it's very Yeah, yeah. At this moment just not burning hot in my soul. Just okay. <laughs> you know. So All right. <laughs> it's okay. And then I am watching Sungkyun Kwan Scandal. A kind oh. of older one there um, in prep for future episodes. Stay mm-hmm. tuned. Which one? <laughs> you don't know yet. Any one of them. <laughs> <laughs> because like four of them can have episodes <laughs> in the mm-hmm. future. <laughs> Full of friends. Yeah. All the friends. Um, and I'm only up to episode... I want to say three right now. And it's very, you know, it's very charming. But it's in, like, when it started, it's like some of these older dramas, like, just get into it without much preamble. And then you're just trying to get your bearing. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Like playing catch up. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it was sort of, Trying to get into it in the beginning was, it took a little bit for me. But Mm -hmm. then it, you know, story starts to become a story. And then, you know, now it's like full speed ahead. And it's, it's really charming. And you see just like all the baby actors that we now know and love. (laughs) It's just very delightful to see them still like so young and, you know, trying their best doing you know and i yeah you know what my question always is about every historical Mm -hmm. how much palace shenanigans (laughs) are going on i would say for this one it's very similar to which one which one it's peripheral like okay it's not set in the palace, which is good. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's yeah. a college drama, basically. <laughs> okay. <laughs> With, yeah, because they're all going to school. They're all going to school at the school named Sun Kyung Kwan University. And, but it is the trajectory for you to become a government worker after you graduate okay. is sort of right. where you're going to go. So there is some of that going on and... 
you know, some of the students are sons of politicians, and so that plays into mm-hmm. their motivation and how they behave and whatnot. And so there is some, but right now it doesn't seem like it's dominating. Okay. That the story, it's more focused on student life. You know, these are like freshmen going to college and there's some hazing going on. (laughs) You know, learning. Hopefully Mm -hmm. there'll be some learning soon. (laughs) It's still day one. It's still basically day one at school. (laughs) (laughs) I just finished orientation. Okay. Yeah. And you know, dorm life. I mean, they're living on campus. So. I mean, all that stuff. It's it's very fun, very funny, oddly familiar still. <laughs> I had no idea that it was essentially a school drama. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. wow. Yeah. I, I am regretting some of my life choices right now, but <laughs> just as far as some of my recent viewing. No, that's not true. No regrets. No regrets. So... Yeah, those are the main ones. I did just finish also last week um, Hello Monster, also known as oh, right. I'll Remember You in mm-hmm. Vicky. I think that's the title in Vicky. Uh, which was also a little, a little mid. It had an mm-hmm. unsatisfying ending to me. Um, mm-hmm. I felt like a lot of things were not answered or also not resolved <clears throat> in yeah. a satisfying way. So, uh, I don't know. Performances were good, but I don't know. I feel like they struggled to tell the story they wanted to tell cohesively. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, and there's like weird editing things, I thought. Like, they were oh. some. Like silences or pauses that were just like long and silent. Like there's not even like music happening when mm-hmm. people are staring at each other at the end of whatever discussion. Oh, you mean the five five minutes of we're just holding in place, even though it, it's not a still photo, but it could be a still photo at the end of the episode. <laughs> no, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just. There was just weird, like, awkward pauses to me mm. that could have been cut, you know, tightened or had a soundtrack on it that would make it better, yeah. you know. Hmm. But most of them were unnecessary. <laughs> like, <laughs> you did not need to have that. So just, you know, there's just like, I had just few complaints that just made it mid for me. I thought... Yeah. What they wanted to do was really interesting because it's a psychological thriller and it's really examining like nature and nurture and how mm-hmm. that affects people who maybe has some like psychopathic dispositions when they were little or, mm-hmm. you know, exhibited like through their drawings, you know, that they're not doing rainbows in houses, but they're doing like <laughs> cutting off chicken heads, you know? <laughs> Like, how do you, you know, direct them towards not the chicken head, but towards... (laughs) Towards the rainbow. You know, like cultivating it to be positive rather than negative. So I thought that was a really, really interesting 
um, concept, I really, I'm very, always really interested about nature, you know, versus nurture and how that plays into how somebody turns out in life. And yeah, I mean, really, I think it's always both. You can't have one or sure. It's always both (laughs) because you come from somewhere, you're going to get some genetic things, but then, you know, you can be brought up elsewhere and environment and whatever will always influence that. So, yeah. So I wish it was better. I just, I wish Mm. it was better. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So what are you watching, Lynn? Well... Thanks for asking, Susie. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, <laughs> speaking, speaking of things that I wish were better, mm. uh, I recently finished Forecasting Love and Weather, which took me a while to finish from the time that I first, like I watched an episode or two quite a while ago and then had put it aside and came back to it. And I will say I didn't hate it as much as a lot of people were really mad about it because mm. um, there were things that I really, really liked about it. Yeah. What I was most disappointed in were the leads, mm. um, which, you know, again, we'll talk about more when we talk about the leads of that. But also I felt like the writing was really lacking in in some ways and just really uneven. Like I really liked it in some in some respects, but in a lot of ways, the you know, the characters were not well developed mm. and just some of the story things was was just kind of disappointing. But you know me, I love the friends. I lo- <laughs> I'm all about the side characters and their plots. And there's some really charming side characters in in forecasting love and the weather. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I wasn't mad about it. I mean, I wouldn't rewatch it, but I wasn't mad that I watched it. I also just recently finished watching Misang, which I loved so much. Super top stars, all the finger hearts and hand hearts. Oh my gosh, I just loved loved it from beginning to end. No notes. Um, yeah, just if you if you haven't watched it, I can't recommend it highly enough. I mean, that's right in my in my wheelhouse with that sort of slice of life and the underdogs mm-hmm. and everything about it. I just, I just loved it. And then uh, now I am two thirds of the way through, well, I'm about halfway through episode nine of little mm-hmm. women, which is 12 episodes altogether. Mm-hmm. And it's real stressful. <laughs> it is not relaxing and it has a lot of things that I like in it but also I feel a little bit frustrated with some of the main characters because I feel like there are a lot of things that if people just talked to each other I mean and not even the people who are trying to keep secrets Mm -hmm. but just like the people who know things like talk to the other people who you know because they know different things when you're off screen anyway uh so i'm glad it's only 12 episodes Mm -hmm. i think i would feel more frustrated with it if i were only you know just past the halfway Mm -hmm. mark at this point rather than like in the home Mm -hmm. stretch it has a lot of great friends in it you know i'm sure we'll talk about it at length 
more mm-hmm. later but that's that's what i'm doing and i think after that i've already watched the first episode of extraordinary attorney woo and i cannot wait to <laughs> jump back into it because it's just everything uh, yes that i love yes And re-watching a bunch of uh, scenes this week <laughs> about our topic for this episode, who is one of my most favorite friends, Kim Sun-young. <laughs> mwah, mwah, mwah. Love her so much. And, uh, and the first thing that I ever saw her in was Reply 1988, mm-hmm. which... Again, right in my wheelhouse, slice of life, community, mm-hmm. all of the things. If you haven't seen Reply 1988, it's about a group of neighborhood friends in 1988. And full disclosure, the characters in the show are almost the same age as me growing up in the <laughs> 80s. So there was a lot that I could relate to just sort of culturally and the ridiculous clothes that they're wearing (laughs) and everything. I mean, Reply 1988 is tied for my most favorite drama of all Mm -hmm. time. So, you know, in the midst of Little Women and (laughs) Missang and all the rest, I was trying not to rewatch the whole drama (laughs) when I was like just so hard. So, so hard because you you get into it and it's like oh this is the part yeah. when you know dot 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 and it's like okay well I'll just watch it until and then no you can't you can't yeah. stop they're like <laughs> Snickers Susie <laughs> it's hard it's hard it's to stop gem after gem so. after gem I mean it's just so good and I I would argue it might be one of my favorites if not the favorite now. Yeah. Debatable a little, but I just, yeah. My love for that show also knows no bounds. What is your other favorite? Since it's tied. (laughs) My, uh, it is tied for my favorite with move to heaven. Oh, okay. Which I haven't seen. So, which I Mm -hmm. also right, which Susie hasn't seen. Uh, it'll probably be a while before we talk about that mm-hmm. at length, but, um, but also, you know, I mean, very different in some ways, but also very similar in its sort of themes of community and underdogs <clears throat> and about, I mean, I'm not mad about some of these shows with the, you know, the chables and the, like the, all the rich people, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. It's, that's not really my fave. Mm-hmm. Like, right. I'm not, I'm not super into that. So much as like the real working class people mm-hmm. struggling, like that's more, more of my interest. And Move to Heaven, I think, is just you know, beautiful. Anyway, we're not here to talk about Move to Heaven. We're here to talk about Kim <laughs> Young in, in Reply 1988. And uh, yeah, and that was the first thing because it was pretty early in. Um, well, that was another one of our first right, dates right. back mm-hmm. in the day. Mm-hmm. That was a very early one that we watched the first episode right. of together. And I think when you went... And then I came back to it And later. I think when you actually went home after visiting us, you just, like, took off with it. 
Like, you were the first yeah, one to, like, just watch it the whole way through. Like, I didn't revisit it until, like, much later after that. Or were we... Yeah. Wait. I feel like I was, like, texting you about it, and we were sort of actually watching it at the same time, but you were ahead of me, I think, is exactly. what was happening. That's, yeah. yeah. Well, because it was my first 20-episode mm-hmm. drama. At that point, I had only watched 16 episode dramas. Mm-hmm. And so 20 felt, for some reason, because I was an amateur, <laughs> 20 felt like a lot. <laughs> also, those episodes are really long. Yeah, like all of the long. episodes are 90 yeah. minutes. Yeah. Or longer. So, you know, so it was a big commitment from that standpoint. But once I got involved with that family, I just, you know... And by family, I mean the entire extended family (laughs) of their little neighborhood block where they all live together. Mm -hmm. I mean, the show is ostensibly about the five teenager friends who are all like 18 Mm -hmm. at the time that the the show starts. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that I really love about it is that it's really not just about them. It's not, you know, it's not like a lot of shows where... The parents are in it, but the parents are really only there to support the teenage characters. Mm-hmm. In Reply 1988, the the parents really exist as characters in and of themselves, and they have their own relationships, and they have their own storylines. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's one of the things that I really love about it, is the, the world is so well fleshed mm-hmm. out. So Kim Sun Young's character is one of the moms in the street. She's the youngest of the the three moms who are real tight and always hanging out in the alley, drinking beer together and stuff. <laughs> uh, but before, before we get into that, I mean, you know me, I would be a terrible character in a Korean drama because I am not good at like, let's just ignore the elephant in the room and like be really polite about it. I'm the one who'd be like, Hey, there's an elephant in the room. Let's talk about it. (laughs) So so before I say anything else, I'm just going to say right up front, Kim Sung Young and Lee Il Hwa wear terrible, terrible wigs (laughs) all the way through. I think Rami Ron gets to have her own hair, which is also permed, mm-hmm. like has an 80s perm. But the the other two moms, I don't understand why their wigs are so terrible, <laughs> but they just are. And you just get used to it. That's all I can say. It's yeah. like if you look at it and think like this is ridiculous, their wigs are so terrible. You're not wrong, <laughs> but it doesn't really matter because they are so great. So. You just need to acknowledge it and move on. I mean, it must be on purpose. I mean, it cannot escape anybody's, you know, like that this is not a good wig. And they're so good at wigs a lot of times. Like most of the time, they're so good at wigs. So I feel like there must be a story behind that that maybe is adjacent to how all their names, the parents' names in the show is their real names (laughs) are the actors real names yes that is another very excellent point is uh all of the parents in the show the characters names are the same as those actors Mm -hmm. names and i don't know what the 
justification was. I don't know what the rationale was Uh for using the actors' real names, but it was real nice for me when I knew almost no K-drama actors Uh at that point that I watched it that I was like, okay, now I know at least some because I've seen them all and they all have their real names. Mm -hmm. So her character is Kim Sun Young is the name of her character. (laughs) (laughs) And she is... She has sort of the most unfortunate story currently of any of the mom characters. They all have things that are going on and things that have gone on in the past. But she is a young widow. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, her son is 18. She's also got a little Jinju who's like five, I guess. Mm -hmm. Five or six. I don't know if they ever say exactly how old Jinju is. Mm -hmm. Um who, I mean, if nothing else, you have to watch Reply 1988 oh. just for Jinju. Just the cutest noodle. The cutest. Oh, the cutest noodle. Oh, so cute. I mean, that's I, I couldn't stop re-watching just for if there was a Jinju scene. I was like, oh, I got to watch the Jinju scene. <laughs> but anyway, so Kim Sun Young is their mom and she's a young widow, but she's so upbeat. She's relentlessly optimistic about her lot in life and she just is you know looking on the bright side of things you know except when it gets too hard Mm -hmm. and then she she has her moments when it just gets to be too overwhelming Mm -hmm. for her but for the most part she's so gentle and kind um but it's interesting to me thinking about it you know the the whole show is about this super supportive familial neighborhood Mm -hmm. and I have to wonder how much of her character's optimism was made possible by the fact that she was in that safe environment you know if this were a different kind of show where she was just facing you know trial after trial after trial terrible things happening and she didn't have that support system would she have been able to hold on to that optimism that was so central to her character i don't know because it's not that show but it just makes me makes me wonder to what extent you know her her character was um made possible by the environment that that she is in in that in that setting in that neighborhood Mm -hmm. But she's always, you know, in every situation, she's always lighthearted. She's always teasing, you know, the other people in the neighborhood. There's a lot of that good-natured back and forth Mm -hmm. among all the different Mm -hmm. parents and kids in the neighborhood. Um, But like I say, you know, when, when she has to, she can be really tough. And the, Mm -hmm. the one scene that really makes me think of that is there's a scene pretty early on in a pretty early episode um, when the mother-in-law, so the mother of her deceased husband Mm -hmm. comes to visit and y'all, this woman is just garbage. (laughs) She Ah. is so, so terrible. She is so mean and unnecessarily mean Mm -hmm. and abusive to poor Sun Young. And, um, you know, and she's just there and with little Jinju right there saying all these terrible, Mm -hmm. you know, abusive things. Mm -hmm. 
And Sun Young is so gentle and just like sort of listens to what she's saying until she's done listening. And she just, you know, she says, you know, I'm also a beloved daughter to my mother, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and then it just, it's a great scene because she just like, she starts out very gentle and sort of soft spoken Mm -hmm. and then it just builds and builds and builds as she just is so fed up with this woman and tells her to just get out and never come back. I never want to set eyes on you again. And that's, you know, that's what her character is all about is she is gentle and fun, but she is tough as nails when she needs to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but she has this, you know, this really sad backstory with her husband being so young when, when her husband died and everything. But one of my favorite, I mean, maybe one of my favorite things in the whole series is she also gets this very sweet romance that, unfolds very very gradually over the course of the you know of the show and there's a little bit of like is this really going to happen um but it's just lovely and sweet and i just love it so much and so yeah that's that is her character she ends up with her own sort of happy ending within her sad story so that's Kim Sun Young in Reply 1988. Y'all should watch it because it's the best. It is the best. And, you know, it's a theme in this show that, especially for the adults, how they're all, you know, they're all sort of on a different bracket, economical bracket. Mm-hmm. But... They never hesitate to help each other in whatever, however, whichever way they need to help, you know, whether it be financially yeah. or emotionally or whatever. Um, I will feed your children while you go do this important thing, you know, that sort of thing. They're always right. so yeah. ready to help each other, but it is so hard for them to ask for help. <laughs> like, it's mm-hmm. really like embarrassing sometimes or it's just like uh i don't want to burden them you know this kind of thing when Mm -hmm. you know them themselves would like never even think about it and just like do it if somebody asked them for whatever you know so it's (laughs) it's really i don't know it's really interesting to see that and for her like that was you know sort of the start of that romance was somebody reminding her i can help you should ask me to help you right (laughs) like don't not tell me that you're in a terrible situation because you don't need to be because other people can help you get out of the situation so yeah i really love that aspect about all of these people are just so so kind to each other and without grumbling You know, because sometimes Mm -hmm. if you're like the rich person, even if you are really nice, a lot of times in other dramas, you're still like, "Mm, but I don't know why I always have to, you know, why can't they like get it together? I'll still, you know, it's with begrudgingly giving help instead of very sincerely. And in this show, just everyone 
is so like without you know ulterior motives always like help each other mm -hmm. and that's just uh, i just love that so much about these people so so beautiful yeah what yeah. a good show please check it the out best. you guys <laughs> So next, we see her in Because This Is My First Life. No. And I have not seen right. this one. Lynn has not seen it. I saw it. I enjoyed it. I thought the third act conflict had some problems, aka <laughs> unnecessary. <laughs> but people can debate that too. That's fine. Um... <laughs> <laughs> but I did not care for it. Did not understand why they were doing this. Mm. Anyway, but throughout, <laughs> let me just talk about what this show is about. Anyway, so it's about these two people who are entering a marriage of convenience. They basically mm. um, recognize that they needed something and the other can provide. And mainly, one person needs a house, a place to live, and the other person needs a tenant who will satisfy certain things for them, not sexually, gutter, get out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but really, the main thing is somebody who can, one, do the recycling correctly and on time, <laughs> and also take care of his cat. Very wholesome. Like, this is what he needs because sometimes he has to work overtime and all this stuff. So he needs somebody that has the time to do it and will be there and will commit. Like, you say recycling is every this day, do it, you know, and then the cat needs to be fed at these times. Please do it, you know, that kind of thing. So nice. So it's an examination about romantic relationships. There's three different couples in the show. The main couple is the one that gets married and the others have sort of different statuses of relationships. One is in a long-term relationship. One is more of a one night stand type relationship person. Mm -hmm. um, and so I really liked that, how it's talking about all these different views on romance and what does it mean? Mm -hmm. And is love really a necessary ingredient in a marriage? If mm. it's more mm -hmm. of a like economical transaction, really, because you are sharing costs of living and it's just right. helping with that. And, you know, they have at the time didn't really think about procreation because that's not like I mean, their contract was just going to be for like a year and then they were going to divorce. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so that wasn't really like in the discussion cause it wasn't really needed. Mm -hmm. So, but it was just really, I just really enjoyed that aspect of it and like how the different couples approached it, how they changed over time while they like discuss things with their partners and, you know, decide, oh, maybe I shouldn't be like this, or maybe I should think about that. You know, it's really kind of fascinating and so mm -hmm. I enjoyed that so 
Kim Sun-young is Kim Hyun-ja, who is the mother of our female lead, who is played by Jung So-min. Love her. She is adorable. Oh, um, baby So-min. Yeah. And you know, the first time I saw Jung So-min is in Little Forest, where she was taking care of little kids. And I was just like... Same. Just so cute. Just the most adorable. Mm -hmm. Anyway, she's also adorable in this. That's why I think of her as a baby because of that. Yeah. (laughs) She does look very young. Um, Yeah. So anyway, so she is Jung So Min's mom here. And their family is very patriarchal. Their dad is absurdly Mm. patriarchal. And at the beginning of the show, you see Jung So Min is living with her brother in a house that she Mm -hmm. bought. Like, she put down the key money or whatever down payment or something. Mm -hmm. I can't remember if they're renting or buying. I think they bought this house. But she financially Mm -hmm. provided the means to get this house, Mm -hmm. basically. And then her brother had the nerve. (laughs) I really shouldn't blame him. He's not really a bad guy, but... He and his girlfriend got pregnant. So they mm-hmm. need a house together. They weren't mm-hmm. living together before. Mm-hmm. So she gets kicked out of the house. <laughs> that she paid for? Yeah. She gets kicked out of the house because her brother, wow. who is a male, needs the house. Mm-hmm. And she's she mm-hmm. is like, I'm not living with you guys. I'm sorry. I'm not living with a newlywed, essentially. Right. Uh, right. Right. And also contrary to a lot of other stories, the girlfriend of the brother is not bad. She is actually a very nice person and felt really bad mm. that she got kicked out. And she's like, I don't know, we can live together. Like she was willing to have her live with them. But Jung mm-hmm. Min's like, no, yeah, no, no, no. And right. she so yeah. this is why Jung Min needed a house and rented and that story goes on. Okay. So anyway, so I got at one point she went home to the countryside where her parents live because she was just like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> you know, maybe I should just move back here. But her dad is like, not nah. okay. Her dad is not really a terrible person. He's just real patriarchal. <laughs> it's just yeah. cluelessly patriarchal, right? Like he just does yeah. not acknowledge that daughter's do anything productive in life um, and have to sacrifice things, of course, for their brothers. Um, So she goes Mm -hmm. home and so her mom talks to her about, yeah, it's terrible, but what can you do? Blah, blah. So Kim Mm Sun-young's character is, she's very quiet here. She's a real quiet uh, housewife, you know, with that kind of husband, what can you do? <laughs> mm-hmm. And seemingly mm-hmm. very simple-minded. So, you know, when we meet her, she oh. just has very, like, simple concepts of things. She's, like, the things she, when she says something, which is, which was really rare, um, it's just, mm-hmm. like, either agreeing or, or she's just sitting there with a kind of face. <laughs> and you look at her face and you're like... Yeah. I think you have more thoughts than you are 
Not saying or saying. Expressing. Right. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Which turns out to be true. It's just because you're quiet doesn't mean you don't have opinions. But she knows mm-hmm. when her opinions will just make things worse or right. will not, you know, will not help anything. So she yeah. very judiciously <laughs> dispenses of opinions. Mm-hmm. So she is not unaware of how her husband is sort of harming her daughter in this way. Mm. And so she tries to be a support to her quietly, you know, in the background, you know, gives her advice here and there. And there's a scene where we see her strength when the parents meet for, um, for the wedding. And being the like, so this is Jung So Min's parents meet her intended yeah. for this arranged or not arranged, but marriage of convenience. Right. Marriage, right. okay, gotcha. So you know they're just like country people, and like the male lead is leaving Key, and his parents are you know well to do in the sense of mm-hmm. his father is like a big professor person. So he's in the education okay. sector and is very, um, he's very respected and all this stuff. And <clears throat> so there's a little bit of an imbalance there. Um, but they were, you know, they were very cordial together. But then the kids were like, we don't really want a wedding. Because mm-hmm. they didn't tell them why, but they were just like, uh, you know, everything's so expensive and whatever. Can we just like do a city hall type deal? Right. Right. Makes right. sense. I mean, this is all a financial arrangement anyway. Mm-hmm. Like, what's the point in wasting all this money when right. they don't even right. care? And so this is where <laughs> Kim Sun Young speaks up and talks about how weddings are not just for you. Weddings mm. are also for your family. You know, it's also for your parents to give you away. It's also for your parents to feel proud. It's also for your family and friends to celebrate with you. And it's also for you to have, like, your day in the sun. Like, don't Mm. feel inferior because you feel Mm. like you don't deserve this. You know, like, Mm -hmm. there's no point in having a spectacle or whatnot kind of thing and it was really a great speech and I just really loved her but like for somebody who like basically did not say almost anything up to that point Mm -hmm. and her to just be like Mm -hmm. why does my child need to be like uh everyone else or whatnot like why can't or not like everyone else Mm. like why can't she be like everyone else and have a like really nice wedding in a nice hall Mm -hmm. with a nice dinner and all this stuff like being Mm -hmm. quirky and having different ideas is not (laughs) is not you know is not just I don't know making you special Mm. like there is something special about having or doing things the same as other people because Mm -hmm. you also are worth that and it was a very interesting, interesting sort of point of view of that. And 
Um, I just really enjoyed that. But so she is, that's, you know, yeah. that's her character. She's quiet when she needs to be, but she will speak up also when she needs to. And she loves her kids and she's trying her best. Um, but sometimes she's hilariously simple. <laughs> so, yeah. So I would not not recommend it. I think the really the relationship between the two leads especially is really very... Uh, it progresses slowly, but like very cutely. <laughs> I think it's really, mm. you know, you don't fall into the obvious trope of we're in one house. So we're fall in love kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But the gradual right, right. realization of like certain things, because the male lead is somebody who is very logically thinking about things. Mm -hmm. And so... Uh, part of it is her, you know, Jung So Min trying to understand the way of his thinking and sort of like adjust a little bit and see like, oh, mm -hmm. let me, you know, and then him also doing the same because mm -hmm. that's how you do it. You meet in the middle. Right, right. <laughs> so right. that, that journey it's is called compromise. Yeah. Compromise. So that journey is really actually very good. It's just towards the end, the stuff that happens to me don't make sense. It has a good ending, yeah. and the other two couples are interesting. Um, so overall, yeah, I mean, check it out. Okay. Check it out. Yeah. Well, you know, they'll pretty much watch anything that has Kim Sun Young in it anyway, <laughs> given the opportunity. Although, I mean, if you're listening, please don't do any horror shows because I'm not trying to get involved in that. <laughs> Kim Sun Young. Just Please, Kim Sun Young, consider I us. Have to, I might have to draw a line. <laughs> oh, that is... But that sounds delightful, though, and it sounds like a little bit of a... I mean, sort of similar to her character in Reply 1988, but more reserved mm -hmm. even. Then. Yeah, and it's, it's definitely... Um, a smaller role because it's she's not in it very very much because i mean she also lives like yeah. out in the country um right. so she's not always right there um but the few times she was on it was impactful i mean i'm not surprised to hear that despite the size of her role you know she's still made a big impact in because this is my first life because i sort of feel the same way in romance is a bonus book she's not in it a ton you mm -hmm. know um but you know she's just so good at her job that <laughs> you can't you can't help but remember her so romance is a bonus book is about a a younger man and an older woman who grew up together as friends they're real close friends and then because of reasons <laughs> she ends up <laughs> she ends up working at the same um publishing house where he is an editor he's like a big deal author and mm -hmm. editor and she ends up getting a job there um and i read when I, uh, oh, it was not when I was doing research for this. It was a random Facebook ad came up for some, like, dumb, 
some like American news outlet that has no business writing any listicles about Korean dramas <laughs> made a list of like, here are Korean dramas that you can watch on Netflix. And uh, I mean, it was such a stupid, inaccurate list. <laughs> but one of the things on the list said that Romance is a Bonus Book was based on the American show Younger, which I have not ever watched, but my understanding about it is that it's about an older woman who goes back to work and like because she can pass as uh -huh. younger pretends to right. be younger yeah. that's not part of romance is a bonus book <laughs> at all like at no at no time does she pretend to be younger than she is so i don't know you know to what extent it is gleaned from that same premise but that part of it at least is not definitely uh -huh. not true <clears throat> anyway, Kim Sun Young's character, who is So Young Ah, is the head of PR at this publishing house where both of the leads uh -huh. work. I mean, that's where the majority of the, the action takes place in and around the publishing house and the activities of the publishing uh -huh. house. Um, and so it's not a real big company. It's a pretty small company. And everybody kind of knows each other. And so she's, you know, she's in it as much as like one of the members of the team would be in it. But she's not one of the main uh -huh. leads. Um, but again, you know, she makes a she makes a very big impact once her character sort of gets going. She I was a little disappointed when I was watching it because she was one of the hooks to get me into it was like, oh, well, you know, if Kim Sun Young is in it. It's going to be great. So I started watching it partly because of her. Um, and then she's not really in it a lot until about halfway through. Not quite. I can't remember what episode, but somewhere in the middle-ish uh -huh. uh, stuff starts to happen with her character more. Um, up until then, it's just sort of like she's in some meetings where they talk about publishing stuff. Uh, but then partway through, she shows up at this one on this one day and she's got this like bright red wig on and she's <laughs> acting so she's acting like so crazy and joyous and she announces that she just got divorced <gasps> oh right which takes everybody in the office has the same reaction that Susie just had uh they're all like, oh, this seems out of the blue. I mean, and it is, sort of is out of the blue. Like, it's not, mm -hmm. you know, it's not anything that has been building up at all um, to this point in the in the story. So then as soon as she's divorced, she starts every, you know, every time she's on screen, practically, she's like badgering all the people to like, oh, come out clubbing. Let's go clubbing. <laughs> you know, let's do all this stuff. And they're all like, mm, no, thanks. Until, you know, the one time when she ropes our head gal into going out. It's like a Friday night. She ropes her into going out clubbing. And then while they're out clubbing, they encounter one of their other publishing house colleagues out. So it ends up being the three, the three mm -hmm. women together. And, uh, you know, it's at this point in the story that really she starts to have her own storyline more because we see her, um, you know, just being so excited to have her freedom and, you know, to be out of this marriage where she was unhappy. But then once she, 
is together with her two colleagues and they've you know this is a korean drama they had some drinks (laughs) um you know you really see how how complicated the situation Mm -hmm. is you know that it's not just that going through that sort of change in your life is not just one Mm -hmm. thing you know that she can be as happy as she purports to be um, in the office and excited about this new chapter and the changes that are happening and also really heartbroken about the way her marriage mm-hmm. ended. So, um, and, you know, I just think she's, again, she's so good at her job and making a lot out of or making the, the maximum impact out of the the small scenes that Mm -hmm. she's in that um she's really one of my favorite things of that show and i liked that show i mean i have some definite notes Mm -hmm. about it but uh you know i mean she's she's just really really compelling and really makes you want to find out more about this sort of secondary character that you know it's not really not really about her Mm -hmm. but it's another one of those workplace dramas where like everybody's sort of a you know because it's a small company they're all sort of close Mm -hmm. and get to be like family well the next show is her private life so many finger hearts Especially for me. Park Min Young is our main lady. And she works at this gallery. And she is basically the jack of all trades in this gallery. And does Mm. all the work, essentially, with her two sort of assistant people. Um, It's a real small crew. By day. And then by night. She is. Or it doesn't have to be night. It could be day as well. But alternatively, she is also a real hardcore fangirl <laughs> of, this, of this imaginary K-pop group called White Ocean. And her bias is, what's his name? Sion? <laughs> yeah, Sion is her bias, mm-hmm. you know. And so she is, I'm saying hardcore because one, she has like the telelenses of the camera she knows like all the angles so she Mm -hmm. takes really awesome pictures and she is web mistress of a website a fan website where she posts her pictures and i think it's also a community forum where people can chat but to join you need to prove that you are a fan (laughs) there is a quiz Mm -hmm. gotta pass the quiz quiz. um so uh that is sort of like the background of this of this show and as a former fangirl myself I just can appreciate all the things all the things that she goes through to like support Sion. <laughs> mm-hmm. I want to talk about this a little bit further down the line but uh the way she like obviously does not want people at work to know <laughs> about her side hustle Mm -hmm. (laughs) because she's like 
what, in her late 20s or early 30s or something. Yeah, I think she's around yeah. 30. There's something about her birthday, but I mm-hmm. can't remember exactly. Yeah. So yeah. she's an adult <laughs> with a, like, actual job, oh, yeah. you know, and people assume that, you know, teenagers do this kind of thing. And I'm just like, no. <laughs> You you don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it ain't ter- teenagers buying all that special merch, the, that limited edition merch and stuff. Ain't teenagers got the money for no. that? Mm-hmm. No, they don't. <laughs> so, but the, the main story is that leadership of this uh, museum is, or art gallery, is um, changing. It changed. And so come in our male lead, Kim Jae-wook. All right. Kim Jae-wook yes. comes in as the new director of the gallery and hijinks ensues. There is fake <laughs> dating trope is in there. If that is your jam, here is a good one. And of oh course, boy. there is yeah. actual falling in love and all this stuff and there's like a bit of history between them and one of the most interesting things that I felt like they could have explored more was that Kim Jae-wook's character is an adoptee so he was adopted by a couple in America and Mm -hmm. grew up and has come back for reasons but also um through that, he is also finding out about his past and his roots and his birth parents, etc. So I felt like they could have yeah. gone a little bit more in depth about the adoptee like experience, which, you know, they touch mm. on a little bit, but I feel like not enough uh, or could have been more yeah. or whatnot. Um, <clears throat> so I thought that was really interesting, um, but highly Highly recommend. It's only good vibes only, really. <laughs> Cause, I mean, uh, it's yeah. like if you want a couple not, who is mature serious. and working out their problems and right? whatnot oh. by talking. Like uses their words. Uh, just, uh, it has it no much. third act break. It's just real, right. real good. Uh. Real good, y'all. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And they have such good chemistry, oh, yes. too. I love them yes. together. I just think it's just superb, superb, so good. Um, yeah. Now, yeah. Kim Sun Young's character, who is <laughs> Um So Hye, was the director of this gallery. And I will tell you, listeners, <laughs> this might be my favorite role of hers. I mean, yeah. At, the thing is, before this, I've seen her twice. I've seen her in Crash Landing on You. It's the first time I saw her. Mm-hmm. And then the yeah. second time in Reply 1988. So it's like sort of this very Ajima kind of roles, right? Yeah. Like you're sure. decidedly yeah, middle right, age. Right. You're wearing frumpy clothes most of the time and whatnot. Yeah. Here, yeah. she is this rich... Ooh rich lady <laughs> who was basically mm-hmm. just bored so she <laughs> she basically was bored so she opened an art gallery but she has no idea mm-hmm. about art she is does not do any work 
<laughs> she's just, but takes all the credit. <laughs> it's just, mm-hmm. and when you first meet her, you feel like she's, she's very flighty. She's very clueless. Um, she mm-hmm. does not know how the world works. She is one of these rich ladies, mm-hmm. right? And I would say... She's always using phrases in English without knowing what they mean. (laughs) Right. You know, she's like that kind of like trying to impress people with her English and then saying things that make no sense. But her transformation into this lady who is one wears crazy. It's basically what rich people think art gallery owners should wear. (laughs) But you're like, no, (laughs) you do not need to wear that. That kind of thing. And then she has, like, a funky haircut. Like, her, she has these little bangs that, like, stop at, like, the top of her head. Like, they don't go very far down. Mm -hmm. There's these little bangs Mm -hmm. and straight hair and just, you know, all the jewelry. And it's just a very distinct style (laughs) that when you see her, you're like, you own a gallery. You're a rich person who owns a gallery because mm-hmm. what else would you mm-hmm. be doing? Um, and then wow. her speech, the way she talks mm-hmm. <laughs> in the show is this very soft, high pitched voice. And it's a lot of times ends with like a question. Like it's just inflection? Yeah. And then... Like, sometimes she's, like, sing-songy about it, which is another level of just bonkers when she talks to people. And so for somebody like Park Min Young's character, who is, like, you know, all about the work and whatever, it is so exasperating to have to deal with this. It's just piece of work. Mm-hmm. She is a piece of work. And then the reason why she mm-hmm. needed to step down is because her husband was caught in some kind of scandal, embezzlement, I think it was, and had to go to jail. And she had to look like she is not well shocked. So we'll go to the hospital Mm -hmm. and stay in the hospital even though there's nothing wrong with her kind of deal. So for appearance, Mm -hmm. she needs to like sort of not look like she's doing rich people things. (laughs) Which is why then she got this other, you know, this guy to come and become the director when okay so like i said before she seems like flighty and clueless however she can also be real ruthless underneath all that Mm -hmm. you feel like she's not capable of that because she's just like i don't know you know but then she totally does something so cutting (laughs) to our female lead that really advances the you know advances the plot but at that point I just like the switch when she was like yep I did that (laughs) do you on purpose Mm -hmm. was also just genius so many layers so many that's just unassuming you just feel like you you really quickly dismisses her as somebody who's just like inconsequential because she looks like she has no brain but actually 
Mm-hmm. Well, and and sort of just comic relief within the mm-hmm. structure of the show, right? Because every time she comes in, she's just hilarious because she's right. so ridiculous. Like her right. outfits are so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. The way she talks and what she says is so ridiculous. You know, she's just so funny until, until she's, she's not. not. Um, so watch out for her. But <laughs> another side <laughs> plot is um, Park Min Young has a rival super fan for Xi'an who is called Cindy, who is always like doing these things. And she's always like, oh, how did Cindy get that? Or like, oh, and she's like, I don't know, less well known in the community or as well known in the community, but people prefer Park Min Young's stuff. I don't know. Um, so they are like just, but they don't know who each other really are. And Cindy is the right. daughter of Um Sohye. And of course, got a nepotism internship <laughs> at the gallery. So then Park Min Young has to deal with her mm-hmm. every day. <laughs> and, you know, she, the thing about the characters in this show also is they like start at a certain point. And then they blossom into something else, which I really, really love. Also, you mm. don't have just like patent villains that are just evil people mm-hmm. and just continue to be evil. And you're trying to like get them out of there <laughs> kind of thing. Because yeah. that side plot with Um Sohye and her daughter, where one of her cluelessness is she has no idea, of course, how to be, be a good mother. She just throws money at her daughter and when she starts misbehaving she'll just take away that stuff and that's her parenting (laughs) yeah Yeah. i mean her parenting is trying to get like Mm -hmm. in a lot of shows trying to get her child to do exactly what she has decided right her child should do and she knows about her her daughter's fangirling and she very much disapproves and so when she figures out that she's still doing that stuff, that's when she's like, I'm taking your car, I'm taking your card. But then her daughter was forced to grow up and she actually learned how to take the bus, how to do this and that, you know, like she actually thrived once she was not like under the clutches of her mother, you know. Yeah. And through that and through some other characters, namely Park Min Young's mother in here too, you know, she is trying. She eventually really, really tries to get it, you know, tries to be a better yeah. mother and to, like, be a better person, I guess, <laughs> in her own person. way. Like, it, yeah. she doesn't, like, really change that much, but she's really, like, trying to change her way of thinking, like, very little by little and really yeah. had good intentions yeah. to to really sincerely do it. She just has no clue how to do it. <laughs> and so people are yeah, instructing her, whether directly or indirectly. And so that was, that's like a really good thing also that happened with her character. She did not yeah. remain super terrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just think she's so enjoyable to watch, even when she's being mm-hmm. super terrible. In the, you know, she, I mean, she starts out that she's terrible, but like in a hilarious way, terrible. And then she's just regular <laughs> yeah. terrible. 
uh, and then she has some redemption. But I just think she's so enjoyable to watch at all stages of her character. Really highly recommend. It's just such a nice show. It has all the things you want. It has really great characters. Just yeah, so Mm -hmm. well executed for what it Mm -hmm. for what it does, and really, um, and I think. I mean, I think I might have even said this to you at the time that I watched it. Like, it's so much better than it Mm -hmm. needs to be to still be Mm -hmm. enjoyable and good. You know, like, the acting is such a high caliber. The writing is really good. The characters are really well-rounded. And it still would have been a fun show, even if any of those things had been lessened. But they're not. They're all Mm -hmm. the best. Mm -hmm. So next we're going to talk about when uh-huh. the camellia blooms and her character in this one is named Park Chan-suk, which I would not uh-uh. have remembered at all. I do not no. think she is called by her name hardly uh-huh. at all. I mean, she's just like the head of the <laughs> neighborhood right. Ajumas, basically. Like that's all everybody needs to know about her. Um, so if you haven't watched When the Camellia Blooms, it is about uh, a woman named Dong Beck who has a bar in this alley where all of the, there are like a million marinated crab restaurants. Like they all have marinated <laughs> crab restaurants in the same, in the same alley. There are a couple of other kinds of food too, but mostly marinated crab. Uh, and she opens this bar and all of the Ajmas in the neighborhood don't like her because she did not grow up there. And so she's, you know, an outsider when she comes in. Um, and also she's real pretty and all the guys are always drooling over her. And so the Ajmas don't like that. So, so uh, Park Chun-suk who is Kim Sun Young's character, like I said, is the head of the neighborhood ladies and who are always hanging out in the in the alleyway and, you know, talking smack <laughs> about people. And especially Dong Beck when she's walking by and they have no qualms about saying, you know, unkind things about her right within earshot. I mean, they have enough tact, question mark, is tact the right word? <laughs> to like mostly not say nasty things Uh right to her face but they do that thing where they you know say things to make sure that Uh she can hear them but ostensibly not Uh to her uh so her character is real not nice but uh you know she's real she's real salty um and has the, the Ajima fashion is on 11 <laughs> in this alley, people. She's got oh, the track yeah. suits. Oh, boy. They are real good. Um, but, yeah, she's she's very mm-hmm. tough and nobody, you know, and a little bit scary. Nobody really wants to wants to mess with her. Um, and so she, you know, Dongbek is, like, always trying to be sort of obsequious to her, always, like, trying to not mm-hmm. ruffle any feathers uh, and then it gets to the point in the story later on where 
the Ajumas like basically have a meeting and decide because Dongbaek is in in trouble, mm-hmm. in peril, and they sort of realize like, well, she's one of us. I mean, it, it felt a little bit like that saying, uh, like nobody beats up mm-hmm. my little brother but me. Which even if you haven't heard that saying, I mean, it's pretty easy to understand what it what it means. Like, you know, I get to I get to pick on this person because they're my person, mm-hmm. but you don't get to pick on them. Mm-hmm. Like, it's kind of like that, that when Dongbaek is threatened, uh, all the all the Ajumas sort of rally and are like going to protect her. And it's very, you know, they're still real salty towards <laughs> her, <laughs> but that's just... That's just because that's mm-hmm. how they are. They're not gonna, you know, they're not gonna ever show their show their soft side. But she's the the salty Ajuma with the heart <laughs> of gold, as yeah. it turns out. Even though it doesn't seem mm-hmm. that way at the beginning. So, you know, again, not a huge role, but an important mm-hmm. role. I mean, that's a, a a turning point in the in the show when. The Ajumas sort of say like, "Hey, you know, Dongbaek is ours. You can't, mm-hmm. you can't get her." Uh, and oh man, there's a great scene after that where all the Ajumas are like <laughs> out in their matching tracksuits. They all have like coordinated like tracksuits that are all different colors, and then Kim Sun Young's is like this loud floral tracksuit that and they're all like doing these like rocky moves <laughs> in the in the alley after dark because they're gonna protect Dong back anyway she is again delightful always has a big impact even in these small roles always enjoyable to watch even when you're like Can't yeah you be nicer <laughs> couldn't you be even just a right. little nice right yeah um Camellia, <laughs> I, I mean, I really like it. I think the show is has really like interesting themes that they dealt with, and mm-hmm. I just really liked this community, even though the Ajamas were real salty. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> you know, there's just I just love these small town things. I mean, it's just. That mm-hmm. community aspect, you know, protecting your own, you know, trying to mm-hmm. figure out how to, I don't know, be accepting, but not changing <laughs> your sort of outward, mm-hmm. like how you deal with people kind of thing. I don't know. I just felt like there was real character in this town. Um And, no, I wasn't, in the beginning, I really wasn't sure. Just because um, one of the reasons they don't like her also is because she's a single mom. When she came, she had a baby already, but no husband. And everyone was like... Yes, I did not mention that. What? (laughs) Like, really side-eyeing that that situation. Yeah. And she she refuses to give any explanation at any... Which, like she easily could have said like I'm a yeah. widow or whatever but she doesn't she's right. just honest and, but she doesn't right. give any which details. is her right and also nobody's business 
And also, like, she did not right. do anything wrong by being <laughs> having a baby. Right. You know, like, that is right. not a crime. Yeah. It's not wrong in any way. So why are you, you know? So I just was like, ugh, I don't know. Why are they going to portray this kind of thing as negative and she has to, like, overcome or accept or whatever? So I was not real sure about mm. that kind of stuff. But then... You know, story progressed and yeah. then things got better. And, you know, it's always the things with Korean dramas to remember is like the beginning is usually not how it's going to end. So understanding right. that, you know, sometimes not, of course, but a lot of times you meet people sort of at their worst. And then the story is about them trying to be their right. best and, right. you know, just being open enough for that without dismissing um, sometimes can be hard <laughs> because when you're hit with an yeah. issue that you like sort of really care about and just like feel like, uh, I don't want to go through, you know, a negative portrayal of a certain thing. Yeah. It's, it can be hard. Right. But this yeah. one, I, I really like the arc of a lot of people. I think the, I think the romance is super funny and super sweet. Um, yeah, adorable. You know, our noodle is really cute. Always. Everybody's noodle. <laughs> mm -hmm. Right? He's the baby noodle. I mean, he finally gets to play like a proper character yeah. all the way through. He's not just the the male lead right. in flashbacks like in literally every <laughs> other show. Right, right. So that was nice to see. He's like his own legit character. Um you know, like the mystery is quite yeah. compelling. Yeah, I, I thought. thought that was and yeah, that was guessing. really well done because it just like took turns left and right. Just you did not know what mm -hmm. was going on, which is like good for a mystery, right? Yeah. So I think up until the end, we weren't sure. Like I wasn't sure who did it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Yeah. And they did a good, I mean, with a 20 episode mm -hmm. drama like that, that is yeah. impressive mm -hmm. to be able to stretch mm -hmm. it out over that time. I mean, it did feel like for a lot of the first mm -hmm. half, my recollection is feeling like, why is has so little progress been made on oh, yeah. this mystery? <laughs> you know, like there are little bits mm -hmm. revealed, but it's mm -hmm. still like, we know basically nothing up until, but you know, they have 20 mm -hmm. episodes, yeah. people. They can't reveal the whole right. thing at, the, at yeah. the front. But yeah, there's a lot that's, there's a lot that's really, mm -hmm. really good about it. And we'll talk about mm -hmm. it more. Speaking of neighborhood Ajima leaders, next we see mm. her in crash landing on you which is actually probably the mm -hmm. first time i saw her was in crash landing um and <laughs> she is now will suck and she is i don't know what her real title is but in this little village in i mean do i need to tell you what crash landing is about people have you not seen it <laughs> Like, who hasn't seen it yet? Uh, but I will. 
I mean, I feel like you should not be yeah, listening if you to this podcast <laughs> if you have not watched Crush Landing. Just stop this podcast, <laughs> go watch it, and then come back. Okay, you know, I will. I'll like... give you a little synopsis. So, our main lady, Yun Seri, played by Sonia Jin, she's this rich lady who is a business person. You know, she has her own company of apparel, etc. And she is testing out a product. She's hang gliding to test it. Yeah. And ends up in North Korea. And she gets found like, <laughs> like you, you do. do. And then she gets found by our male lead, Hyun Bin. And hijinks and romance ensue. <laughs> hijinks ensue. Right. That's really all you need to know. That's there all you need to know. Okay, so they spend yeah. some time in North Korea because obviously it's not going to be easy to go back once you're in North Korea. So they fit, you know, uh, ha about half of it is about trying to get her home with varying degrees of success. And so Hyun yeah. Bin lives in this village um, that is a military village. So all the men work for the military there or the government in some kind of way there. And um, so the ladies have like sort of a neighborhood association. I don't know how formal it is, but one of the things that they do is like perform inspections in houses to make sure you don't have some kind of item that was bought in South Korea <laughs> or something, you know? Mm, um right. Make yeah, sure so making sure everyone is in tip-top shape in there and is not, you know, doesn't need a re-education or whatnot. So she is somebody who leads these inspections and has a bit of status, but she's not the main, main person because, of course, the main person is the wife of sort of the highest-ranking official in that village. And so she's... So all those ladies, you know, have a little story and has to like interact with Sari because she's new there and they're like don't know what to do about her not understanding what's happening mm. and so that hijinks also happens for her to pretend like she's not a South Korean person um is part of that too so it's just delightful another not super big role um she's just like she's very brash in this one she's very like Yes, of course I'll do this and then fail later. <laughs> this is like sort of her MO in this show is like, I'm not going to say anything and then gets drunk and like says the thing. <laughs> Just yeah. so that is like sort of yeah. her thing. But she, you know, of course, these ladies like end up embracing Sari and, you know, them trying to like help her, you know, matriculate or whatever. Just is really really heartwarming <laughs> she i think one of my favorite things about one of my favorite scenes in this show by kim sun young is when they go to a pawn shop because they need money so sari is like i'm a pawn this mm. thing and it's a really expensive designer watch and or was it the watch it's some designer thing that is like limited edition 
super expensive, probably millions of dollars, right? right? I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember now what yeah. it is that she takes to, right. It's like one of these, only three were right. sold in Korea. And thing. so over there, the pawn shop pays you by weight. <laughs> so... So the thing is not very heavy. And so he was not going to give her very much money. And so she's just like, oh, what do I do? What do I do? You know? And so Kim Sun-yeon's character goes, let me talk to him. (laughs) She talks to him and basically tells him, look, she's losing her mind because she got dumped. (laughs) Just give her the money. (laughs) And it's nothing like what it's worth, but at least they got a raise. Like... They got more money than they would have yeah. before. <laughs> and she's just, I just love her brashness. And she's just like very matter of fact, but also just like has lofty ideas that she cannot really meet. <laughs> just manifest. manifest. Yeah. And yeah, she's just also delightful as, you know, comedic relief. Which, you know, there's a lot of silly yeah. things in this show, but like when they do it, it doesn't feel as silly. Like, it's just funny, you know? Mm. So, yeah. that is yeah. her. Like, she's she's smart, but she's not smart enough sometimes. Like, a lot of times, the ladies also try mm. to tell her things without telling her things, you know? Because... Oh, yeah. She doesn't pick yeah. up with the putting down. And so she's, like, yeah. almost there, but not quite. Not quite. <laughs> Yeah. And they have to, like, yeah. point blank tell her, no, it's right. this. <laughs> right. It's just, I love that. I love that. She doesn't so. pick up on the subtlety. Yeah. Yeah. It's a similar role to what she plays in Camellia yes. in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but she's not nearly so salty mm-hmm. in, in Crush Landing. She's mm-hmm. much more, like, in a way, sort of more earnest. Yeah. Like, because she takes her role seriously, seriously within, yeah yeah within within the village yeah um so you know that's like kind of a difference and the the ajumas aren't as like they don't really embrace seri right away but mm-hmm. it's not the same as how dongbek is like flat out rejected like they're not trying right. to be mm-hmm. they're not trying to be mean they mm-hmm. just don't trust her yeah, she's an outsider and yeah also you know there's she's staying with the like village heartthrob which mm-hmm. all the ajamas are like always taking care of his like food supply mm-hmm. without being asked because they love him <laughs> it's amazing they're a lot of fun yeah give it a spin crash landing on you has everything I mean, you honestly, want honestly mm-hmm. Uh, there's almost no chance that you're listening to this if you have not already seen Crash Landing on You. Yes. If if for some reason you have not, let it crash land on yourself <laughs> immediately. <laughs> That's what I have to say about that. The Silent Sea, Netflix's sci-fi series, The Silent Sea. Uh, Kim Sun Young plays Hong Ga Young again. Nobody ever calls her by her name. Mm-hmm. She they call her Da Hong. <laughs> and the Silent Sea is about a bunch of space 
explorers going up to this moon base that had been abandoned five years earlier because a big accident happened there and there's a lot of mystery about what had happened and you know it's one of these shows where the the mystery sort of slowly unfolds there's a lot of suspense and so Kim Sun Young's character Doc Hong is an MD who is going along on the mission and Bay Duna's character is also has a PhD but I think is also a medical doctor um but you know Doc Hong's just chill about it she's not mad she's just like happy to be along for the ride and she's uh, she has experience. She had been at the moon base before, I believe, or at least has traveled in space. Cause I remember that she's at the very beginning of the show is sort of filling Bay Duna in on, on some things. Bay Duna does mm. not want to be friends. She <laughs> is not there to make friends. And, uh, but Doc Hong is just sort of, just sort of chill about it. Um, this show does not have backstory of characters like uh -huh. this is really about the plot it's not really about the characters Beidun's uh -huh. character we get a lot of her backstory and Gong Yu's character we get some of his backstory um but for the most part the characters not fleshed out it's not really that kind of show I mean that's uh -huh. not you know that's not necessarily to the discredit of the show it's just not that kind uh -huh. of show uh -huh. um yeah it is a real different kind of show for her as far as uh, it is not funny at all. There's like hardly <laughs> right. anything that's funny in this whole show. I think pretty much the only funny thing that I remember is at the, you know, at the very beginning when it's all before it, all the tension gets ramped up to 11, uh, you know, when they're all just meeting each other and whatever. But mm -hmm. um one of the things I like about having this character for Kim Sun Young is, you know, in a lot of the characters that we've talked about, she, in some, in some of the cases, she is a professional person. You know, she has a, she has a role in the community and crash landing on you. She sort of in theory is a professional person in her private life, but not really. Mm -hmm. um, she definitely is a professional person in romance as a bonus book, but the, the story is much more about her private life. You know, what, what makes her mm -hmm. character compelling is about her, her personal life mm -hmm. more so than, uh, more so than her job. But I like this role for Kim Sun Young just because she's just a badass who's really good at her job in this show. Mm -hmm. And that is a different thing that we haven't really gotten to see her in you know in too many of the other things there's like nothing about her domestic life at all we have no idea mm -hmm. what what is really going on actually now that I just said that out loud I feel like maybe they do mention that at some point in passing but it's you know it's not really important um it's I didn't love the silent sea there are things mm -hmm. that I thought were really well done about it I found the ending extremely unsatisfying personally mm. um i mean my feeling was that there were big pacing problems that it unfolded so slowly for like eight episodes 
for seven episodes and like 40 minutes and then the last 20 minutes of the last episode there's like all this plot like smushed in there uh i just thought that was not a great distribution of of information could have been distributed differently um it was really good to look at Mm. also that sort of sci-fi thing is not really my my fave so Mm -hmm. you know it wasn't really i wasn't the target audience but again Mm -hmm. you know she's always great she does a great job in this and she's always worth watching so Mm -hmm. i think you liked it better than i did uh probably i'm also not a big sci-fi person um i'm especially not super in space person (laughs) contrary to some other things i'm enjoying but i mainly i don't i don't really like when it's like a space that space is the place that Mm. you're at in the story and so mm-hmm. there's like galactic wars and stuff. Okay, not Star Wars. Star Wars is different. <laughs> or Star Trek. Things that are I don't know. Yes, galactic wars are not my thing. I I yeah. I need character and story and that kind of thing to ground me and yeah. to enjoy. And so I'm not here to one I don't like war stories anyway. Um, I'm, so I'm like doubly so not here for your space wars. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, cause I also find space stressful cause I feel mm-hmm. like you're always in peril in space. It's so mm-hmm. easy to die in space <laughs> right, for things right. to go wrong. And so I don't know, I guess it's better if you have figured out how to be in space, like Star Trek. You know, mm. or have it be an imaginary place like Star Wars. Right, right. right you right. know, is better for me. <laughs> yeah. So you, but this one is like not as bad either, because you know clearly they have been to space already a lot. Mm-hmm. Like space is sort of a normal thing to do to go to space. Right. In some ways, you know, I always enjoy Gong Yu, Beiduna, Kim Soo Young. <laughs> you know. Right. What's not to like? Um, I just some other I love friends those people. as well. Yeah, some other yeah. friends are in there too, and you know, I just like you. I just, I don't know. I I needed more character stuff. You know, I yeah. would prefer a more character-driven story, and this is very much about here's what happened. Here is them trying to deal with what happened, and then here's the aftermath of what happened. But we are sort of left hanging with like, well, what's going to happen next? We don't know. Um, So in that, it felt to me more like a movie. Like this could have been a movie Mm -hmm. of two hours, a two hour movie um, instead of an eight episode miniseries. Um, I think it would have flowed better if it was just like in one chunk Mm -hmm. um, because it was addressing one thing, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, It's really compact that way. So, but as you said, it's really well produced. Like it's it's really yeah. quite good to look at, and performances are great. It's just it's just not my cup of tea. Yeah, in general. Well, so if okay. it is yours, please check it out. Cause check it out. You know, I'm sure it's good in that way. 
<laughs> well, and some people right. were not at all bothered by the ending, I know. So maybe yeah. you won't be either. None of my favorite Kim Sun Young scenes are from The Silent Sea. <laughs> well, what are your favorite Kim Sun Young scenes, Lynn? Well, I'm so glad you asked, Susie. Thank you for asking. <laughs> You're very uh, welcome. <laughs> I mean, as you know, I am incapable <laughs> of choosing one favorite scene. That's just not in my wheelhouse. <laughs> I, I whittled it down to two favorite scenes this time, though. Um, and mm. one is the scene that I was sort of referencing before when I was talking about romance as a bonus book after the night clubbing with the two, the, the female lead of that show and then their other colleague from the from the publishing house that they go clubbing with. And then they end up at the apartment and they're all, you know, drinking and sort of getting to know each other better. And the other colleague, the second colleague asks her sort of point blank because they both have been drinking a lot like why did you get divorced and um mm -hmm. and it's just a really moving scene where you see how complicated it, it you know to me it shows how complicated it is to be a grown-up you know i mean you think mm -hmm. when you're younger mm -hmm. that first of all I feel like I thought I would always know the right thing to do. Um, and mm -hmm. I would always feel happy about doing the right thing. And that scene mm -hmm. to me just sort of exemplifies. And she shows, I mean, it's just such a range between her, like here they are hanging out and, and nurturing new friendships kind of in this, she's going into this new chapter of her life now that she's gotten divorced um, and she's so happy mm -hmm. about that. And at the same time, like, just has, like I was saying before, such, such sadness and pain still over the, the things that brought her mm -hmm. marriage to an end. And um, mm -hmm. just, you can do the, the thing that is best for you. You can do the best thing. And it's still incredibly painful mm -hmm. to go through. Um, and it's just a, a really well done scene I think and she's she's great and I always remember that scene it had a big impact on me in that in that drama mm -hmm. and then my other favorite scene of hers is from of course <laughs> you can all predict it reply 1988 mm -hmm. the favorite uh and there is a scene with goldfish bread <laughs> Or like, gold. I mean, they call them in the show, it's translated goldfish bread, but really they're like these goldfish waffles because mm -hmm. they're made in like a waffle mm -hmm. iron kind of thing with filling in mm -hmm. them. Um, and I know this because Susie and I got them at Latte Market before. <laughs> uh, and, and she gets a huge amount of them for reasons that are unclear. Um, but it's... Uh, it's just another great scene. And I don't, you know, if anybody hasn't, hasn't seen it, I don't want to spoil too much what is going on, but it's an important scene in the, 
series because a lot of information is revealed to the audience that was previously unknown to the audience in that scene. So it's sort of memorable from that standpoint. Uh -huh. But also the the performances of both of the actors um, are just really so lovely and they're so natural and believable in this relationship that they have with each uh -huh. other. Uh, and again, just sort of showcasing a range of emotions as they're going through their conversation in this scene. And it's just, I always, I always remember that goldfish bread scene. So that's my second favorite. That's very vague. <laughs> I'm trying not to, I'm trying not to spoil anything. So you'll know it when you get to it in Reply 1988, the goldfish bread yeah. scene. There's only one goldfish mm -hmm. bread scene. What is your what are your favorite scenes, Sue? I also have two. And the first one is I cannot I cannot not mention <laughs> Okay, so in Reply nineteen eighty eight, there's a lot of scenes of just like the ladies gabbing that might or mm -hmm. might not have anything to do with what happens in the show. So they're just like doing yeah. you know, like preparing vegetables or you know, ironing clothes or, you know, they're just doing what ladies do, which is just like talk and talk. And, you know, yeah. I cannot neglect to mention the namesake of our podcast, <laughs> that moment when they're just in front of the TV watching some singer and she's like, oh, that Opa is whatever. And they're all like, how old are you? Why are you calling him Opa? He's like totally younger than you. And then she goes, well, aren't all the handsome ones Opa? <laughs> that is our closing statement of our, <laughs> true. Of our podcast. I mean, and our mission statement, really. And our mission really. statement. <laughs> <laughs> so I really just love those like little moments in that show where they all just talk nonsense you know mm -hmm. just like meh, yeah. just chatting and you know yeah so my just spilling the tea. <laughs> so my other one is in because this is my first life so when um jung so min goes home to talk to her mom about the house and her like needing to like get a place to stay and you know you got to put down like mm. lots of money down when you rent places in korea like key money is right a ton of money <laughs> it's a lot of money yeah. um you will get mm. it back of course when you move out but it's a lot of money so she's just like uh and so her mom is you know talking to her about how her dad is and all this and that and like don't worry you know i got your back kind of thing and hands her some money and just like i like secretly mm -hmm. like saved all this money so why don't you use it and she's so touched and she's so grateful right and so um kim sonyo leaves the room and jung so min looks at it and she <laughs> it's like i don't know a hundred thousand won maybe <laughs> it's a very oh. small amount of money yeah <laughs> Where she was expecting, like, oh, I'm going to be able to, like, rent a room now. And right. she looks at it. She's like, right. oh, 
like, mommy. A hundred dollars. Right. <laughs> She's just like, oh, mom, you are so sincere and nice, but you have no idea. <laughs> the world right. works. <laughs> oh, dear. I just oh, thought that dear. was like such a like heartfelt moment that like ended on this hilarious note that I just was like, this is Kim Sun Young right here. She can do it yeah. both. You know, I just, oh, yeah, <laughs> just laugh. It just sums up that it. character yeah. right there. Mm-hmm. Like, love, loves her kids so much, but a little bit oblivious. Yes, exactly. So this time I get to ask Lynn anything. Okay, Lynn, are you ready? I'm ready. I'm as ready as I'm getting. Okay. <laughs> okay. What is one thing that you have learned from Korean dramas that you still have a lot of questions about? Mm. Oh, that's an excellent, excellent question. Um, hmm. I still have a lot of questions about... It could be a cultural I mean, thing. Going, it could be a food yeah. thing. It could be a, yeah. oh, living in Seoul, you get to do what <laughs> thing, you know? Yeah. I mean, I feel like the things that I have the most sort of ongoing questions about is how how those are still things in 2022 mm-hmm. and like to what extent what we see in K-dramas reflects real Korean reality. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I mean, I guess like the, like what I can just never get past are the sort of, like, I always think of something in the rain, but that's just one of the worst examples. There's a lot of different examples in different K-dramas, but of, the family just being super terrible about the the person that the lead wants to be mm-hmm. with and mm-hmm. just, you know, throwing up every obstacle. That, to me, is very hard to understand mm-hmm. in not, like, not as a you-want-to-do-what-your-parents-want kind of thing, or you, you know, you want to respect your family's wishes kind of thing, but just the whole, like, we absolutely forbid you to be with this person mm-hmm. kind of thing. D- to me, coming from the United States, does not feel like a thing that should exist in 2022. Right. I mean, unless that person is like a, you know, terrible person, <laughs> yeah. you know, like a mobster or a criminal or, you know, but that's not what I'm, we're talking about, yeah. like, where... The sort of like that person doesn't come from a good enough family mm-hmm. situation, uh, you know, still still comes up in dramas. And I still am kind of like, I mean, I get it. Like, I get that this is a thing, mm-hmm. but I'm still confused as to whether it's really a thing or whether it's a thing in a show. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like whether this is as much of a thing in Korean life as it is in mm-hmm. the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, those who know, please let us know. 
let us we want right? to know <laughs> what is is that it's true is this still super exaggerated or is there still some truth to it? Let us know. Hit us up. Find us. Find us. On the Instagram. Onis. What is it, Susie? Where are we <laughs> on Instagram? It's Onis on Opa's pod. Find us there. We'd love to know your thoughts about this episode. Do you, have you noticed Kim Sun Young? How can you not? <laughs> yeah. Right? Who are your other favorite friends? Who are your other favorite supporting actors who... Um, show up in seemingly every other Korean drama <laughs> that you see. Oh, boy. Yeah, just yeah. let us know. We we will have more of this, of course. We have lots of friends we enjoy. So we will, you know, not necessarily only do lead people. But, you know, it's a, it's a team sport dramas. Mm-hmm. You can't have... <laughs> <laughs> you can't just have leads that are engaging you need the whole peripheral everybody contributing yeah so and that's part of what we love love about them them. but you know yeah i mean (laughs) there's always the opas i mean the opas it's our driving force the opas are our driving force they are sort of the glue yeah they're yeah the opas are like the glue (laughs) That holds it all together for us. <laughs> right. For me. I won't speak for Susie. <laughs> the opus are, are the glue that holds it all together. And as our Ajuma of the day, Kim Sun Young said in my favorite drama, Reply 1988. <laughs> 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 All the handsome ones are called opas. So come back next time so we can talk about some more handsome opas. See you then. Annyeong. Bye. <laughs>